Yo, yo, yo. It's the Great Debate Show. We're back and we're better than ever in the building, baby. It's the good guys. Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith, Nick, hey. e Nick Ely. Yo. We're all in the building. And uh, <clears throat> it's the Great Debate Show. Available wherever you get your podcast. Follow and download each and every episode. We appreciate you all being here with us, listening to the Great Debate Show today on a Tuesday. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us, and we appreciate it. All right, so many good games from this week five in the NFL. I think this is the actual first week, ladies and gentlemen, that all three of us are winners in the same week. I know Nick's team has nothing to do with that because they're undefeated. <laughs> Still, <laughs> and I said it quickly before Nick pointed it out, uh, but the Ravens, the Niners, and the Eagles all got a win in week five of the NFL, so it was a good week for all three of us. There was some upsets, a few. There were some games that um, we didn't get the preview, but we didn't really, you know, such a busy, crazy week. Then we looked at the schedule and we're like, <laughs> maybe we're not missing much here. But then there's turned out to be a few good games. Uh, a terrible call in Tampa with the Buccaneers yeah. and the Falcons. Oh, my God. Monday night football, the Raiders blow a 17-0 lead and lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. The 49ers, they win. They pretty much get Matt Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, fired, if you want to be real. Basically, I mean, a 37-15 route, and now their head coach is out of the door. So the Niners get the big win, but they suffer some big losses. Jimmy Ward comes back from IR. He's he's hurt immediately, breaks his hand. Is he going to play with a cast on it, or, or is he done for a while? Who knows? Nick Bosa, the biggest, biggest story of the day, as he went out with a growing injury, and he was leading the league in sacks. Armstead still out. Ken Law in and out of the lineup. The Niners are still losing players, significant players, that play key roles on the front D-line. The Rams, what the hell? Could Jarvis be actually right about the Rams in the season that they're going to have? I've said it once. I'll say it again. The Rams are going to have more L's in their future. The Cowboys, how about them? So much to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. But first, Terrence, Nick, man, how y'all doing? Well, I'd like to first confirm that you're correct. Your Niners lost in weeks one and three, and uh, T's Ravens lost in weeks two and four. So, yeah, that's, that's how we got to this point where we all three get to celebrate today for the first time together as we all three are hosts of winning teams. So, congratulations, guys. Way to get with the program. <laughs> hey, the hell with you, Nick. The hell with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful to be able to hear, uh, hear Nick tell us how great his Eagles are again. Man. It's, it's becoming my favorite pastime. Right, right. <laughs> man. I can't wait to do it next week. <laughs> uh, it's going I'm to sure. be it's going to be something special. The Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Dallas Cowboys. They're both hot. This is gonna be good. Very interesting. But first, let's one week at a time. That's week six. Let's take care of week five games first. We've got a new segment, react or relax. Which team should do that? We're gonna talk about that as well. A lot to talk about. Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. Are they gonna be the new Memphis Grizzlies of the West? Who is the best in the West? How good is the East? And um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. It's just, it's just something about those Brooklyn Nets. 
they're just, I don't know, they get talked about like the Dallas Cowboys these days. And we don't even know if they're really a championship team. But we finally get to see Ben Simmons and all those guys back together. So it's just so much. Let's get started. Nick, you do the honors. And I do not own the copyrights to this. But I'm about to play a little music. Go ahead, Nick. Let's get it started. <laughs> What's up? Uh, so first off, reactor, relax. The Kansas City Chiefs just barely scraped by the now one and four uh, Las Vegas Raiders. The Chiefs are four and one. Uh, is, this, is the fact that this game was this close a cause for panic, or is it just a division rivalry game that uh, you know played out as a close game? Uh, yeah, I, I'll go first. Uh, I am actually going to relax. Uh, I say that because, and I, and I know it's weird when you look at the, the Raiders' record, but um, but they've lost a lot of close games. A lot of those games they could very easily play here and there, and there, you know, that that record is totally reversed. So I, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised had they won tonight or had they won, you know, uh, Monday night. But um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to react. I'm going to relax. I just, I just think that at some point they're going to start pulling those games out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to that point, the Raiders have lost four games now by a combined 14 points. I believe if I'm doing math here correctly. Yeah, one, three, nine, five. Yeah, by a combined 14 points uh, in, in the four losses that they've had. So, um, you know, it's kind of hard to say relax, definitely, you know, Five games into the season, you definitely want to be better than one and four, uh, particularly in that division, which to some extent has proven not to be quite the division that some thought it might be. Um, <clears throat> that being said, uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs on, us, on their side, I would also say relax just because, you know, they're 4-1 at this point. They've, they've shown who they are, uh, even in the absence of Tyreek Hill, who's now going to Miami. And, uh, you know, obviously playing a division rival, you know, those games can be can be tough. Uh, but they, you know, they found a way to win it. That's what good teams do, and uh, that's, that's evidenced by them being four and one. Well, um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say it is time to react. At one and four, Josh McDaniels with the play call, uh, the play calling. It, it one minute he was dialing it up, the next minute he was trying a little too hard to get the running game going. I like how he was trying to be balanced. But down there, when you when you when you when you get that to that touchdown that Devontae Adams scored on a big play, another bomb, it was good to see that again. I mean, yeah. it was good to see see that period with Carr and Adams because this is what we've been waiting for, and we got to see it in prime time on a Monday night. But it wasn't enough. But it could have been enough, maybe. Just go ahead and kick the extra point. I know that sometimes these kickers will miss them. I know that's the Kansas City Chiefs. I love aggressiveness, but that's too damn aggressive. Go ahead and tie the game, man. 30-30. That's putting more pressure on the Chiefs. They came back and got a good stop. So let's just what if the Raiders was what if the Raiders were getting the ball back with a tie and they didn't have to actually score to get the win? It could have either went to overtime or they could have still got the win, but they would have their play calling would have been a lot different. But when you're down a point and you get that ball back, it's just different. And what, were the, what was the reason for them going for two anyway? I mean, it's not like it was the last play of the game. It's not like you're not giving the ball right back to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I didn't understand it right there. I like the aggressiveness, but only if, like, this is the this is it. This is the end of the game. My defense is 
playing terrible right now. And this is our shot. Let's just go, let's just go ahead and go yeah. for the win. But it was four and a half minutes still left in the game. So it's like going up one, what's that gonna do? The Chiefs are about to come back and score. You didn't have to do it, just get the tie. We'll roll with it. We'll see what's what. Uh look, I questioned how good Josh McDaniels was as a head coach, and I still have those questions. Denver was a long time ago. Now he's with the Raiders, and it's not looking that good. At one and four, it's definitely time to react because the Chiefs are four and one. And the Broncos, who I still think is going to turn it around, Justin Herbert is still playing out of his damn mind, injured or not. It's time for the Raiders to come on with it if they're going to come. Yeah, that's that's the danger that you you, are, you do have to look up and see the Chiefs in that division, uh, and and you know not to be this person, but one and four, you can say you could probably say that division race is already over with for the Raiders. Uh, the, the Chiefs are already three games ahead, and they have a tiebreaker. Yeah, could be. Nick? Yeah, very true, very true. Uh, next one that I'm going to go to is the Seahawks and the Saints. Saints won 39-32. Uh, the question I'm actually going to ask for, from this game, I mean, because you're looking at two, two, or three teams uh, that don't, you know, completely seem to be headed anywhere, but it was definitely one of the best games of the weekend. But the question I want to ask is, did the Seahawks make the right decision in moving on from Russell Wilson based on what you've seen from Geno Smith? Uh, I'm gonna say they do did. I need, do I need do I need to relax, or is it time to react to that? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, T. Uh, I, I'm gonna go and react just for the sole reason that uh, they are getting a lot of production out of Geno. Listen, Geno threw a touchdown in the back of the end zone to DK Metcalf that DK dropped. Uh, this could be a, we could be having a totally different discussion, and it was like I was saying last week that, where I, or maybe it was in the text messages, but I think Saquon Barkley is the unanimous. Uh, I don't want to say unanimous, but he's a he's a consensus uh, comeback player of the year. Uh, Geno Smith to me has to get him has to be right behind him, man, because to see Geno playing well uh, really does my heart wonders. It really does. So if nothing else, but to get some but to get some some playing time to Geno, man, that that actually makes me happy. So I I will react to that. That's that's a fair point. Uh, you know, talking about Geno Smith and taking place for their comeback play of the year. I, I like that. 11th in the league in, in passing yards and tied for 7th in passing touchdowns. And and 4th in QBR. Yeah. Uh, Nick, so are you answering it or are you answering it? Did you answer or? Oh, so yeah, I guess I can go, I guess I can go directly to my answer today. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I agree. I agree. I, th- I think it's time to react because on top of that, um, you know, you we were looking at Russell Wilson going to a team that you know, on paper at least, seem to be, you know, just as if not more talented uh, overall as uh, than as the Seahawks. And so you would expect for him to go in and, and be able to take that team and have some better results. And uh, it seems that, you know, the Seahawks are getting good returns on on, uh, on that trade. So uh, I would definitely say it's time to react. I don't know. Um, I don't know that I have the confidence that Russ is going to be able to turn that around. I, I know the news came out that he's been dealing with a shoulder injury or something like that. Sure, yeah, um, yes. Yeah, that that was interesting timing to say the least. Um, but you know, that being said, if it, there is some legitimacy to, legitimacy to it, and he does whatever he needs to do to rehab it, uh, I guess the possibility exists that he could turn it around. But I don't have a lot of faith in it. Um, and to this point, honestly, I have less faith in that than I do in in uh, Geno Smith finding a way to you know the guy the Seahawks or something like success. I'm not saying they're gonna you know go win the division or anything, but they could you know they could be competitive. Uh, so they'd be making a run for a wild card or something along those lines. Uh, just 
from what I've seen, you know, seen from watching them this year. So uh, I think I think it's time to react and say, hey, that was a good choice by the Seahawks. Well, I mean, I want to say Geno Smith has been playing phenomenal football. I, I, and I'm happy for him. I love what I'm seeing from him. And it, it is looking like the Seahawks, you know, I'm not going to say an upgrade, but it looks like they didn't trade a quarterback. It doesn't look like they missed a beat. Then you look at Denver on the other end. Yeah, I know. It, 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 it is looking like, huh. Did Denver make the right mistake? I mean, did Denver make a mistake even trading for Russell Wilson? But I'm going to have to relax and chill on this one because it's just week five. With the Raiders, I'm reacting because they're one and four. Their season could be over. But as far as a record and everything, the Broncos are two and three, as well as the Seahawks are two and three. And Russell Wilson is not playing as good. Geno is playing lights out. However... I think Russell will get better. I think the offense will get better. I think Denver will be better. And it will be because of Russell Wilson. So I'm going to have to relax for right now uh, and, and stick to what I predicted, that the Broncos will be a better football team. And eventually, yeah, I think they will be too. Eventually, Geno Smith, it, it's, it's a good run, but I, don't, I just don't know how long this will last, especially when they go up against a, a good defense. We'll see. I'm going to relax right now. All right. Moving on to another one of the more interesting results, uh, certainly one probably the most interesting result so far of the weekend. That is the Giants beating the Packers in London, twenty-seven to twenty-two. Giants go to four and one. Are the Giants for real? That's that's really the question we got to ask. There are the Giants <laughs> Giants a real four and one team, or you know are they are they just flukish? No, I think that's real. I think every damn bit of it's real. They have taken on the identity of of, of, of Dabble. Uh, that team is real, and they and welcome welcome back to the league, Saquon Barkley. We are all glad to be seeing Saquon and seeing him perform in, in, on the uh, on the on the big stage on a weekly basis. By the big stage, I do mean London uh, this previous week. But no, I think the Giants are for real. They really are. They are they are a gritty team in a ways, finding ways to make tough plays and win tough games. That's a, that's a good trait to have. I was trying to quickly run down the records of the three teams, of the four teams, excuse me, that they've uh, beaten to this point. Uh, the Packers certainly are the best win on that on that resume because the other ones are the Bears, the Panthers, and the Titans. Uh, but I didn't know exactly what those records were. I'm still a little hesitant on the Giants um, because of that. Obviously, the one loss coming to the, to the Cowboys, who are also 4-1 and who also will have their own segment. Um, here, here on this, here shortly. Uh, but that being said, I, I'm not going to quite hop on the bandwagon to say that they're real yet. I will say that it's real that they certainly are a better team than they than they were last year, or that, than they have been for the past couple of years since whatever the last time was they made the playoff, 2016, I think it was. Um, yeah, it's been a little minute. Um, <laughs> but past that, uh, you know, I, I'm not quite ready to say that they're truly among the, the better teams in the league. Um, you know, maybe maybe top twelve to fifteen, uh, but I'm not really ready to put them in that top, you know, top ten, eight, six category just yet. Well, I will. The New York Giants, they're they're for real. Uh Brian Dable, Dabble, I hope I'm saying it right. But look, I like it. Right, I struggle with it. Too. Yeah, I'm, I don't get to hear them say it a lot, but I think I heard Dable on Sunday morning. But it, it, Brian Dable or Dabble, I like him. I love the intensity. I love the energy that he brings to this offense. I see it in 
Saquon Barkley. I see it in the eyes of Daniel Jones. I see it in their play. Uh, Darius Slayton, all of these guys are making plays. They got back in the game. They had good drives, uh, good sustainable drives. And I just like how they took it right to Green Bay. Green Bay's defense, not that good this year. Aaron Rodgers in this offense, up and down. Um, if this is a relax to reacts, I'm I'm saying the Giants are for real. And if I'm the if I'm the Packers, I'm not so sure. Normally I would say relax, but I'm not so sure if the Packers need to do that right now. The running game has been, you know, um, average, and it's supposed yep. to be much better. And the defense, again, I think the secondary is somewhere around 26, 27th in the league. That's not good at all. Green Bay's going to have to get it together. But, yes, the Giants are for real. And, um, look, the offensive line is pretty good. Saquon Barkley doing more of what I've been looking to see. He's not looking to bounce it out as much. All that tap dancing that he used to do to go outside. When he takes it inside and decides to say, I'm going in between the tackles, big plays usually happen. And you're starting to see that now that he's doing it. Hey, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, man, when you're trying to get that lettuce. And both guys – Barkley and Daniel Jones are trying to get their letters. They're for real. And the NFC East is the best damn division in this league. I never thought I'd say this on the Great Debate Show ever. <laughs> yeah, let me also say, too, the Packers, uh, the Packers can relax. You know, I, yeah, they're 3-2 and two at this point, but the Vikings are running away with the division. They're 4-1. They do hold a tiebreak over the Packers, so, you know, maybe that comes into play later on in the season. Uh, but they still have time for, for Aaron Rodgers to get some rapport with those receivers. Uh, the defense, you know, they, they can also start to pick it up on the back half of the season. Um, so I, I think the Packers will be fine. You know, they, they're not really worried about any threats from Chicago or Detroit. So it's really just Minnesota that they got to be sure they keep pace with. And I think they'll, they'll be able to do that. So I, I'm not panicking on if I'm the Packers either. Let's go, Vikings. What you got Let's next, week? Go, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bills beat the Steelers 38-3. Not really much to see there. The Bills are much better than the Steelers. The hell of a first start for Kenny Pickett to have there. I hate it for him. Yeah. Uh, Chargers over the Browns 30-28. Kenan Allen actually tweeted during this game. He didn't play the game, obviously, because hamstring injuries. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. Um, But he actually tweeted during the game. uh, Apparently, that was a decision that Brandon Staley made late in the game to uh, go for it on fourth and one on, like, their own forty six. Uh, that almost ended up costing him the game, but fortunately the Browns kicker ends up missing the potential game winner. But he tweeted from home, what the F are we doing? Um, you know, so apparently that that caused a little bit of a stir. I think I saw a statement earlier that Brandon Staley said, you know, they had talked and, you know, that they made him closer or whatever. Kind of sound like some BS to me. Um, All right. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was said. That being said, the Chargers did find a way to win, like you said, 30 to 28. Uh, Justin Herbert, as I think uh, uh, Jarvis mentioned a little earlier, still playing very well. Just 228 yards on the day and one touchdown, uh, but no interceptions. It was really more of a running game. Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb both going over 100, uh, 100 yards on the day. It was. Those guys are good. Yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, I definitely get Keenan Adams' frustration, right? Like, a lot of these coaches are going to have to start being here responsible for uh, throwing away the team's hard work is what I feel like they're doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad the Chargers were able to hold on, but man, that could have been a totally different discussion. But I'm going to relax on, on both of those. But I think I think if you draw that team, that game up, that's how, that's how the game should go for both teams. 
uh, because the Browns can definitely beat anybody with their run game. And the Chargers, of course, have enough offense to overcome it. Uh, be interested to see how, how the Chargers look once Keenan Allen gets back and gets off the couch and gets off Twitter. But in the meantime, you know, that, that game is uh, pretty much how you would draw it up. The outcome is how you would draw it up. Yeah, I don't have much for it. Cleveland, they're just still blowing their chances to have a good, decent record or be average or right at 500 at the worst by the time Deshaun Watson makes his return. They just keep digging themselves in holes here, losing losing games that they shouldn't lose and losing yep. some of these close games as well. Um, yeah, but, hey, they, they, the Jet game, going back to that one, they shouldn't have lost. This missed field goal right here, they should have actually won this game. Nick Chubb, insane, playing out of his mind still. He got two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt still got two touchdowns. This is going to be a very, very, very dangerous team when Deshaun Watson returns. So just putting the AFC on notice right now about that, especially next year when they get a full year together. But the Browns are just blowing their chances because I really do think that the Browns are going to be a good team when Watson gets back. And I think that they can make a good run when he comes back. But not if they're under 500. They can't lose these games. These are two wins that they should have on top of what they already had. Uh, that's all yeah, I've and got. I can pretty much I can pretty much guarantee you that they are not going to be 500. Uh, they got the, the they got the Patriots coming to town next week. After that, they visit the Ravens. The Bengals come to town. They visit the Dolphins. Uh, they visit the Bills. The Bucks come to town, and then Deshaun Watson comes back when they play the Texans. But see, here's the thing though with the Cleveland Browns and the defense could have been better yesterday. They got good at uh, through the run game seriously, as you were saying earlier, Nick. But I like the Browns' chances, though, in all of those games, though. I mean, I don't like them to win, but they have a good chance. Like, they have a shot in all of those games, though. That's how good this team is. Overall, they just need a quarterback. And Brissette has been playing pretty good. They they blew it. They're blowing their chances here. And the missed field goal, Brissette did make a bad play, a bad decision, where he probably should have just tucked it and ran out of bounds. He ended up trying to throw the ball over a defender, it was not going to happen. Uh, I don't even know if Watson could have completed that. It was just a bad decision, and that interception led to the Browns' loss. Uh, again, Cleveland's just blowing it, and it really would have been good to see Watson return and the Browns make the most of the season, make a you know try to make a postseason run. But uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen if they keep losing close ones like this. Let's keep it moving, though, Nick. Uh, next up, let's go with the another surprise of the weekend: the Jets over the Dolphins, forty to seventeen. Uh, the Jets are three and two, and I think I saw a stat earlier today. It's the first time that both uh, New York teams have had a winning record uh, this late in the season since like two thousand fifteen or something like that. Yeah, longer than that. Yep. Two thousand fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Jets are three and two. As the aforementioned Giants are four and one. Uh, just put up 40 points on the Dolphins' defense. Say what you will about them missing their quarterback and not being able to, you know, and then, of course, losing Teddy Bridgewater on top of that, uh, you know, at the beginning of the game. You know, they the defense still plays, and, uh, you know, they, they definitely didn't step up. You know, the Dolphins put up uh, plenty of points. They got started with the safety. But after that, uh, you know, all the other points came on offense. So that's, uh, that's something, you know, you got to look at your Dolphins' defense on that one. And say, hey, man, you know, y'all, you got to step up in a game like this. And, uh, and they, they did. Yeah, uh, just real quick, Robert Salah still taking receipts from everybody who was doubting uh, the New York Jets and what they could do. Now they're 3-2, and two, and they're right there uh, behind the Buffalo Bills now. Not far away. 
and that is good football play by them. They've been doing better. And um, as far as uh, as far as the Dolphins go, Bridgewater, we know why he's not why he didn't finish that game, why he was tucked out so early because of the Tua situation. They know that if it wasn't for the Tua situation, he could have returned in that game in other in most situations because he cleared all concussion tests, all the protocols. They they went through everything and they said he actually passed everything. But because of the Tua situation, they weren't taking any chances on that. All right, you're done. It is what it is. We got to play with the third quarterback. Roll with it. And it didn't work out. Uh, the Jets were able to get the win. Congrats to them. Yeah, I think the Jets are going to be uh, a problem going forward. Now, I don't know. I don't know if they'll necessarily make the playoffs this year, but you can see their development. You can see them on the way up. Uh, I think everything is really going to be. He is, he is a big fraction of what uh, of what people th- thought he was. Thought he had the potential to be coming out of the draft, and yeah, we could be looking at the Jets as a, as a good competitor. Uh, in the AFC East. That might be the problem going forward is that they are in the AFC East and it looks like Josh Allen and the Bills are going to have that wrapped up for a while, for several years to come. But look for the Jets to provide some stiff competition uh, to the Bills going forward. If nothing else, they got exactly what they need on defense because that boy Sauce Gardner is good. Sauce Gardner's got the sauce. He is good. (laughs) Yeah, man. quickly, Quickly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, he can he can play. I, I just a little bit of him. I've seen that that does the play. Uh, here's another one for your relax or react segment. Uh, Bucks over the Falcons, twenty-one to fifteen. Uh, Bucks, you know, seem to be dominating the game early on, and the Falcons uh, put up two touchdowns in the fourth and and had a chance to to uh, get the ball back to uh, go for go for the win there. And uh, a controversial, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, roughing the passer call on Grady Jarrett, bringing down Tom Brady, uh, pretty much put those chances to bed for the Falcons. So, uh, two things on that: obviously, react, react, relax, or react to the uh, controversial set call, uh, 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 roughing the passer call, and then as well, if you are a Bucks fan, do you uh, relax or react to the um, to how close that game was to being a loss to the Falcons, who are, to a lot of people at least, were supposed to be tanking this year. Well, I uh, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead no, Jarvis. No, 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 no. Go ahead. You good? I, I, I just, I listen. I, the, the game was the game. I, I, unfortunately, I don't care about the game. I don't care about the wins and losses. What I care about is that the refs can make these calls with no repercussions. Uh, we had a call like that against when we played against the Bills on, on the third down that would have gotten us back the ball, and they and Josh Allen pounded the floor, pounded the floor, and they gave him the flag, and I'm just. Uh, I am I am honestly quite sick of it. I know that it's been in the league for a while now, but hey, we can replay everything else. We can replay these and and you know take a look. But I just hate that the refs can make these calls with no repercussions. That's the problem to me. Yeah, the idea that that was rough in the passer is is bananas. It's just yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I mean, you you cannot. I I can't think of the offensive player in the history of football. That if you say, "Hey, look, you're going to get tackled," how would you like for it to happen? All of them would say just like that. That looked like it did not hurt at all. It looked very right. pleasant. It is as pleasant as a tackle very can pleasant. be. As pleasant as a tackle by a 290 pound man can be. That was it, right there. Yeah, I agree. So 
So I did it that that's what we call it passive defense. I mean, I hate to sound redundant, but we should just put flags on it and call it a day. I mean, not passive defense. You're roughing the passive. We just put yeah. flags on and call it a day because that's 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 ridiculous. Um, as far as the book, I, I, I'm a little concerned. Um, Tom Brady, obviously, um, from what we you know seen from TMZ and others, uh, is going through a lot in his personal life. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to get into what the ifs and whatevers may be on that. And there's a certain character I definitely don't want to give any energy. Nope, nope. As, as, Damn as 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 his, uh, inputs on it. But um, I will say that, you know, anybody, which I've never been through it, but um, you'll listen to people that have been through divorces before. And, and you know, it's, it's hard stuff to deal with. And, you know, maybe that's why he was granted these Wednesdays off early on in the first place. Because maybe that's when he has to... You know, handle things with that, and uh, that that can be a struggle on on anyone. Never mind a, a pro level athlete, um, but just from the football side of it, because of that, obviously, um, you know, he put up put up good numbers for sure, 351 yards, I think, in this past game. Um, but you know, that being said, their, their offense and their team just doesn't look like the same team that we're used to seeing from the Bucks. Um, you know, with in, in the Tom Brady era, uh, could that partially be because of what Tom Brady's going through, or just because he's 45 years old? Um, you know, I, then obviously they've had some injuries at the receiving core and that sort of thing. Uh, there's a lot of questions on that team. And, um, you know, so I, if I was a Bucks fan, I, I wouldn't – I'm not ringing the, the three alarm bells, but I'm, I'm definitely looking over my shoulder a little bit. Um, they're, fortunate to be in the, they're fortunate to be in the NFC South, I will say that. Yeah. Uh, for me, I just want to say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the t- Tom Brady, once again, the referees – Fuck with Brady real tough again. That's just what they do. Is we've seen it before in the AFC, the 2017 AFC Championship game. The PI bailed the Patriots out. They needed something. The Jaguars were on their way to the Super Bowl. Uh, the, the come on, we all remember the infamous Tuck Rule game. There's just been so many times, games, plays out the plays, time after time, where Brady gets the benefit of the doubt with these refs. Why is anybody surprised? Is it bad? Yes, that was terrible. It was horrible. But this right here is the reason why you shouldn't buy into what Nick is saying. I don't really know about the Buccaneers. Uh, it, it doesn't look good. I'm worried about it. No, why would you? Don't listen to Nick, y'all. I'm sorry. Sorry, Nick. Not on this one. Not on this segment. Stop it. We all know damn well that a call like that by the referee if that doesn't tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl this year, then I don't know what does. This is what will happen. I don't care how they look right now in October. I don't care how bad they look offensively or just how things just don't seem to be clicking or with him and his wife. Who gives a damn? In the end, they will be everything they need to be by January, and he will be 8-3 and three in Super Bowls because this has to be the last year for Brady, and if that's the case, then this is the year he wins and rides off to the sunset, and they'll be happily ever after because he's going to stay his ass home after this one right here. I know it looks bad, but trust me, guys, that flag should tell you everything you need to know about the rest of the season. If you think anything otherwise, you're wasting your time. I'm wasting my time. The the Niners, do I want them to win a Super Bowl? Hell yes. Hell fuck yes. But (laughs) that's the man that's going to win right there. The guy that they're throwing the flag calling roughing the passer on when it's clearly not roughing the passer. That should tell you right there who's going to win. Let's not waste our time. Let's not. This is it. I'm telling you. 
<laughs> we're watching just for the entertainment purposes. We will be back to this again. And it'll be like, hmm, he did it again. Nah, Brady's not winning it this year. I, I, I don't see it happening. Okay. If, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, then you'll come back here in February and you'll just do a lot of gloves. But, uh, nah, I don't see that one. Who's going to win it then, Nick? Because I don't think anybody gave the Super Bowl prediction real quick. Who's going to win it? Since you know it's not going to uh, be but, the Buccaneers. Five weeks into the season, I would say the Eagles. Okay. I'm not surprised I'm not, what you I'm, not, said, I'm, not, I'm not biased with that pick or anything. Oh, you know, I'm okay. I'm just undefeated team, but, you know. Okay. All right. The Eagles. Terrence, who you think is going to win? Uh, that's a tough one as far as the NFC, but I'm going to go with the Bills right now as far as winning it all. I okay. just I have a hard time picking against them right now. Okay. I got you. All right, honest answer, I believe, right there from Terrence with the Bills. Nick says the Eagles. Hey, Eagles and Bills, that definitely looks like a damn good Super Bowl if it happened. But I was thinking more in the offseason Buccaneers and Raiders uh, than, you know, because of the whole Gruden Bowl. I mentioned that a few times late last season as the season was ending. Watch out for Buccaneers, Raiders with the whole Gruden thing. And, you know, Raiders and Buccaneers doing that whole Super Bowl 37 thing again. Well, at one and four, it don't look like it'll be the Raiders. But I'm hard-pressed to say on who it would be in the AFC, but I don't really think it matters whether it's the Bills or the Ravens. And I just think that the Bills are going to have a great season. I just think somebody's going to come in there and knock them off in the post, in the postseason. I hate number one seeds, and I, I usually get these number one seeds right as far as when they're going to go down. I'll be quiet until Buffalo is seeded. But it damn sure looks like they're going to be a number one. And I think the team that goes in there and beats them is probably who will be representing the AFC. And I'm thinking more like Baltimore or uh, – I'm, I'm not sure. It doesn't matter because I think they'll lose to Brady. Uh, whether it's the Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, whoever, I think Brady's still going to win the damn Super Bowl. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to be right. But 8-3. and three. Remember I told you while he was born on August 3rd, 8-3. In Gematria, I – can't, I don't have the time to explain what all 83 means and 38 in reverse, but he would be 8-3 if he wins one more Super Bowl without losing again. Here it is. We'll see. He's now 7-3 in Super Bowls. I'm done. That's it. All right. If, if, if you say so. I, I, uh, I mean, again, I'm not going by X's and O's. I'm not. I'm just telling you that that, that that flag should have told you. Yeah, that flag should have told you everything. <laughs> Seriously. All right, well, I'm going to let you go to a little more. Uh, next one I'm going to go to is the 49ers and the Panthers. Uh, 49ers caused the exit of one Matt Rule from the Panthers. He was fired this morning. Uh, 49ers went 37-15, to 15, uh, and didn't, he almost didn't even feel that close. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jarvis's new favorite quarterback, goes for uh, 253 yards and two touchdowns, uh, no picks, and leads the team to 3-2. and two. Jarvis, how you feeling? I mean, you know, it's a win, another good win. Uh, as, as William Jones, our, our, our special guest from last week, would say, bang, bang, Niner game. Um, I know he would like to hear that, so there it is. I'm not the one that, do, that does that a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm okay if we win or lose. But the Niners, it was a good win. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with how good the defense is, D'Amico Ryans is. I wanted to see the Niners put up more points because I questioned some of the things that Shanahan does. I question how conservative he can be at times. And then when he is aggressive, sometimes it's just at the wrong time. He just he just kind of does some questionable things because it's most of the time backwards. 
But Jimmy G, he took some shots. He threw a 50-50 balls. Look, I, I know I'm down on him when I'm down on him. And I should be, as I should when I do it. But, hey, he didn't have a good game, but he didn't have a bad game either. And and it, whenever you can get out of a game with no turnovers with the Niners, it's like, okay, we, we won. We got a dub out of it. You just take it for what it is. But he threw up more 50-50 balls. They didn't land accurately at all times, but he got a, he got one. A few of them didn't, but it, it keeps the defense honest. It keeps everything back so we can keep doing the short to intermediate things that he does. The real problem for the Niners is that they lost Bosa. And from week to week, everybody's going to be checking the injury report to see if Bosa is going to be available to play or not. And with a growing injury, man, those things lag. That's why Kittle missed the first two games of the season. I, I don't know, man. With Armstead still out with a foot injury, now Bosa with the growing. Um, Kinlaw has been in and out of the lineup. Those are three starters on the front D-line. I'm not saying we're in trouble because we do have the depth, unlike the Rams and other teams that are going through injuries right now. But Emmanuel Mosley, our second corner, our our, our, uh, our CB2, goes down and tears his ACL. Good thing is we got Jason Verrett coming off of, coming off of uh, IR. I don't know how soon it'll be before they get him acclimated into the active roster, but we've got the depth now. I'm just saying at some point, uh, we're going to be a little bit vulnerable up the middle, and, and, and this defense, as good as it is, man, we, we're, we're taking a lot of injuries, man, a lot of hits. But the Niners, I feel good about the win, Nick, but I'm not very happy about um, all of the, the bodies that we dropped uh, after this game, during this game. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying, man? You know, you know for, the, for the injuries that, uh, you know, particularly to Nick Bosa, um, in terms of guys that you can possibly get back this year, Good thing is, you know, for the Niners right now, they're leading the division uh, three and two. Everybody else in the division is two and three, which is why, you know, the Seahawks I mentioned earlier are still in, in good position to, uh, to certainly compete because uh, I think, you know, things with Geno Smith are going to continue to go up there. But uh, the 49ers are, are in a good spot. Um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a good win for them. It was, you know, they, they should beat Carolina that way um, considering the, the level of team that they're looking to be this year. Uh, Carolina obviously is a team in disrepair. And uh, they're certainly going to be looking to do some selling uh, here soon. And, you know, maybe the 49ers could be a team that, that would be, uh, you know, be the market for something they would have over there, whether it, whether it would be another receiver, whether it would be, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey or uh, now that you're down on defensive lineman. I think uh, Brian Burns uh, is one that they mentioned. Uh, you know, he, he may be a guy that, that's available. So um, He wouldn't be a know, rental. We'll he wouldn't be a rental, though, I think, with one more year left on his contract. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, you're right. There are some names with the Carolina Panthers that are coming up now that Matt Rule is fired. Panthers could be rebuilding. They're making calls to see. C-Mac to Buffalo was a was a rumor earlier in the day uh, on Monday, and uh, I hope that doesn't happen because, like, right. that's, 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 you might, we might as well start watching football and start playing. Then maybe I'll give you some credit with the, the whole Brady's not winning thing because that would be dangerous, even though I still could see Brady beating Buffalo in the Super Bowl, but – yeah, you put C-Mac, Christian McCaffrey in the backfield behind Josh Allen, and Diggs is still just playing like the best receiver in the league. Woo. Yeah, I don't know. Carolina Panthers, they got some decent players, though, that, that, that could be available. Uh, we, we'll get into the trade stuff after, in a minute here, but J.C. Horn is a good corner, too, in Carolina. He's a good – he's a he's a, he's a a pretty good corner. Just one of, at one of, thought I'd add that. Yeah, I yeah. – uh, That he is. I, I think that the 49ers are, I don't want to say fortunate, but sometimes it's good to have these injuries early 
and you try to get guys as many guys as you can back late. Uh, they won't be at full strength late anyway because they they did lose uh, their quarterback to the ACL. But to get some of these injuries uh, early and and hopefully guys come back late, that that's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, and it looks like they're going to be competitive in that division regardless of I don't want to say regardless of how many they lose. If it keeps if it stays like this, they're fine. And, you know they can't afford to lose too many more because there's just not a whole lot going on in that, in that division right now. Uh, you know, Arizona might still make a run, but they just they they just don't seem to have it right now. Whatever it is, they don't seem to have it, and I don't have I don't really have faith in anybody else. Um, and I, I, I kudos to to Matt Rule. He'll find work somewhere else. Blah blah blah. He's rich. I'm not I'm 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 not sympathetic towards Matt Rule because he was never a good coach to me. He got a seven-year contract, and he still has $40 million left on his deal. That's so ridiculous. That's just, just so ridiculous. Yeah, there's no need to feel sorry for him. He had 11 no, I don't wins. Feel sorry for him at all. He had only 11 wins in his three-season run as Carolina Panthers head coach. I like. He's going to be just fine. Yeah. I like how the Panthers just said, screw it. Let's pull the plug on this now. You know how some of those coaches wait and stall to the end of the season. Just, well, we're going we're gonna to weigh it out. We'll, we'll make our decision at the end. Man, look, the Panthers realize this ain't going to work. They fired his ass. I'm cool with yep. it. Let's keep it moving. Let's see what Steve Wilkes can do. Their secondary coach. The guy that the Cardinals gave up on after one damn year, along with Josh Rosen. He gets another shot here as an interim head coach with Carolina. Let's see how it goes. Don't know if they'll take him seriously or not for the head coaching position. But, man, he got a raw deal in Arizona. So it's just good to see him back on the sideline being the man again. Yep, I look Good luck to him. In the game I was least looking forward to uh, bringing up today, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Los Angeles Rams 22-10. to uh, Dallas is 4-1. Defense looks legit. Uh, is it time to relax or react to the Cowboys? Are they are they legit? Can I please start this off? Can I please, please start this please. off? Nice out. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been saying ever since the week one thumb injury from Dak Prescott, that Dak is holding the Cowboys back. Once again, hanging with Mr. Cooper Rush gets Come another on, gets another victory. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just going to be brief. I'm not saying that he threw 400 yards. He didn't even throw 200 yards. What I'm saying he is he barely threw 400. He barely threw 400. Okay. The Rams scored 10. The Cowboys scored 22. That means the Cowboys scored more points than the Rams. That means Dallas won. That means the Cowboys are 4-0 this season with Cooper Rush. They run the football more with Cooper Rush. They're more efficient in the passing game with Cooper Rush. They play good defense, so they do what they're supposed to do. They know their identity when they have Cooper Rush under center. When Dak comes back, they will do exactly what Terrence was saying a few weeks ago on the show. They throw the ball too damn much with him. And, you know, he's not that guy that they should be calling plays like that for. The best Dak Prescott you ever got was rookie season. And that's because it was the best season that Ezekiel Elliott has ever had in his career as well. He was also a rookie. He's having a flashback. Tony Pollard is doing his thing. I told you guys the Cowboys season wasn't over if they just – Stayed the course with this run game and this defense and upgraded their quarterback. They have. They have a quarterback in a backup who won't make mistakes, and he just wins. If Terrence says that Dak Prescott 
is the new black Drew Bledsoe, then I'm going on a limb to say, no matter how he wins, he wins. Hanging with Mr. Cooper Rush could just be the next Tom Brady. I said what I said. I'm just having fun here. I'm a Niner fan, but how about them Cowboys? This is ridiculous. I can't even believe I got to sit. I, I got to sit up here and look at this and listen to this. The the only consolation for me is that my Eagles get to beat the Cowboys next week and let them cry about it until the end of the season when we play again. I think we played the last two or three weeks before the end of the season. Cal. That's the only, that's my only consolation. Cal. Is that because they finally they finally beat a good team, a respectable a team a team that people went into the season thinking had higher hopes than what they've shown to be reaching to this point for damn sure. Uh now I got to hear about it all week. But the only thing that makes it sweet is that we'll get to beat them on Lincoln, in Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday night. And then they will all avoid, they being my family, will all avoid talking to me the whole week. Or you'll be avoiding talking to them the whole week. Right. I mean, listen, the, uh, the Cowboys have playmakers on, on the defensive side, man. And I, and I think the, the defense in the run game is what was propelling them. I mean, yeah, Coop is there. Cool, that's fine. But we know what's winning in those games, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. Shout out, excuse me, that um that Philly offense versus the Dallas defense. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, yeah you're not you're not going to give me Cooper Rush's praises after 102 yards on 10 to 16. I'm sorry, I'm I'm just not going to hear that. No, I'm just saying he uh, won the but, game. But I, I he think just the, won the, the big game. Thing he right didn't there, lose. To Jarvis's credit, the 16 passes. We ain't seeing 36 passes. We're not seeing four to six passes. 16 pass attempts. And that's what it, that's all it took to get a 12-point victory over the defending Super Bowl champion. Mm. Yeah, 30, 34 rushes. More ales in the Rams' future, as I've said before rushes, also. Yeah, and listen, and, they, and that, that means running it right at Aaron Donald. Yeah, more ales in the, they can, in the Rams' future. they can future. run it at Aaron Donald, they can run it at anybody. Yeah. More ales for the Rams' future. The Dallas Cowboys will beat the Philadelphia Eagles next week. I'm calling it right now, damn it. They will win. <laughs> right. As long as as long as long Dak is not back, the Cowboys will continue to win. Now, if Dak returns in this game, the Eagles will remain undefeated. But I think the Cowboys can go into Philly and get this victory. Here's the trick. There's a very few offensive lines in the league that can probably put up with Dallas' front. Philly is one of them. Hey, I'm not denying that. Um, didn't y'all bring Jason Peters back? Is he back or no? No, Jason Peters plays for the Cowboys. Oh, Jason Peters, that's right. He went to yeah. Dallas. Yeah. No way. Somebody I'm thinking yeah. about for you guys that blocks very well. Is it Kelsey? Is it Kelsey yeah, who's Jason still Kelsey there? And Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson is who I'm thinking about. Man, that guy's still yeah. that guy's ridiculous. He's hard to get around. Now, if there's, yeah, he'll, if there's, he'll get Michael Parsons, so. Well, Parsons is going to be all over the field, and that's the reason why I think people are looking at this wrong. Parsons is not going to be on one side of the field, and he should not be on Lane Johnson's side of the field. But he'll be everywhere, and he will find a way to make a play. They've got the defense, the size. They've got the speed. They're going to make some plays. And the defense – and they'll, they'll, they'll make some plays for sure. Michael Parsons they'll is the best player on this team. We'll limit them to compared to what they've done previously. Yeah. You're going down, Nick. This is it for you right here. This is it. See, we're not even supposed to be doing this today. Today we're all supposed to be celebrating. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Showing good, good brotherly love. You're right. Because, you know, next, next up on the list, 
just so happens to be the Eagles beating the Cardinals and remaining undefeated. Twenty yeah. to seventeen. I wonder how, man. Uh, I think I think I think we were texting uh I remember we were texting over the weekend when it happened and uh seeing how they, they called that they showed him the uh Cardinals kicker kicking that same forty something yard field goal from the left hash in pregame and missing it right. Hmm. Missed it right like three, four times in a row. Mm-hmm. And he lined it up and missed it directly right. Yeah. And I right before he did, I said it's the same kick. And he did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was, I was glad to see it. Obviously, I still had confidence, even if he had made it, that, you know, we would have been able to beat him in overtime or whatever the case would have been. Uh, but, you know, get it done in, in, in uh, regulation. Certainly not our best game. Uh, not Jalen's necessarily his best game, but pretty good game, but not, not his best one. Uh, overall, I think he even expressed a little bit of, uh, you know, just uh, not being totally pleased uh, with the performance. But they got it done, and that's what matters. Um, 5-0, and like I said, it feels good to have an undefeated, the only undefeated team in the league. <laughs> hey, I, I don't. I don't really have anything to add. Um, yeah, hey, Philly versus Dallas next week. That's what it sets up. Dallas has a chance to come in as an underdog and and and, and kind of unsee. And, and if I'm not mistaken, Dallas wins that they're in first place, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We will both be five and one. They'd have the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, this it just sets up for a halfway showdown. And you know, for so many years, the NFC East, the past few years anyway, the NFC East has, have been has been so terrible. So to get a good NFC East game uh, next Sunday is actually kind of refreshing. I think it's Sunday night too, isn't it? Is it prime time? It's it Sunday night. Of course it is, Jarvis. Of course it is. All right. Hey, look, good <laughs> win, Nick. Your team undefeated still, no doubt about it. Uh, but yeah, the Cardinals gave that game away, or at least it could have been an overtime, and we would have seen. But the Cardinals, they showed some life. They didn't just lay down. And you didn't run away with that game. So, you're right. It wasn't the Eagles' best game. And if you think that was something, you wait till Sunday night next week. At home against Dallas, a much better team than the Cardinals is coming to town. Hanging with Mr. Cooper Rush does it again. (laughs) He does it again. He just doesn't lose. Say what you will about him, but he does not lose. I know somebody back in the day who came and took over for uh, Drew Bledsoe or somebody, and he never lost either coming in. Uh, man, I don't know. We'll see. Some people are just like that. Um, have we ran through all the games? I think that's it now, right? Well, no. We got we got one left, man. Terrence, Terrence gets to uh, get his victory last night. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Beat, oh, yeah. The Ravens beat the Bengals, 19-17. Justin Tucker uh, comes in and saves the day, as he generally likes to do. Yeah, uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, at this point, I, 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 he's my vote for the best kicker ever. Uh, I think Vanatieri may have the, have the biggest kick, but as far as just the the, the best I've seen perform, Justin Tucker just doesn't seem to ever miss. Um, Vinatieri, otherwise, Vinatieri's won Super Bowls <laughs> and, uh, though. Vinatieri's won Super Bowls. <laughs> Vinatieri's won Super Bowls oh, definitely, but yeah. Justin Tucker seems to never miss. No, he does. I, I, he does. I think, he does. I, th- I think he's got the record for like. Uh, the you know most accurate kicker in history and and most accurate kicker from 50 plus and most accurate from 60 plus and you know all of that whatever. Uh, I mean the dude's just a machine. Um, you know I, I've noticed that about him. He's, you know when he first came out, I was like God, this guy just. Now I think his rookie year, or second year in the league, he hit a 60 yarder uh, that was pretty clutch for the for the Ravens. So uh, you know Ravens got it done. Lamar Jackson 174 yards through the air, touchdown on the pick, uh, another 58 on the ground. Uh, which came up just short for a couple of people I happen to know that had some parlays on his rushing yards, over 59 and a half. But at any rate, uh, good win for the Ravens. T, how you feel? 
I'm just glad we won a close game. That's that's literally how I feel. Uh, <laughs> I saw that uh, Baltimore had it. It jumped out to a 10-point lead, and I was like, well, here we go again. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just glad they won a close game, man. They, you know, a, a division game at that. Yeah. And at home, which we had lost, like, I think, four or five straight at home. I'll, uh, I'll take all of those. Yep. I don't have anything. Just good win by the Ravens. They needed it. I figured that that would be the team that would bounce back, if not Carolina. And I'm so glad it wasn't Carolina. But, um, yeah, Baltimore, <laughs> good win. I, the Cincinnati Bengals, it's starting to happen. You know, the uh, Super Bowl hangover. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if they were gonna really go through it or not because they're just so dynamic offensively. But teams are taking it away. They're saying, "Hey, we're not gonna let Jamar Chase." I did say this last season that a lot of times Jamar Chase was single, single covered. He was it was one on one, and it's like, yeah. man, you can't cover this guy one on one. Finally, they're taking him away now, and you're seeing Burrow just have to, you know. Go through all his progressions. Not that he has a problem with doing it, but sometimes he seems to get a little bit impatient in that pocket, waiting on other things to develop. When you take Chase away, Higgins and other those other guys have to step up. I haven't really seen that from him or Boyd. Good win by the Ravens. I was not surprised that they got the win. And the AFC North is going to do this all season long, guys. They're going to go up and down on each other. They're going to beat each other up. And uh, it's just about who's going to be able to withstand you know, um, after 12 rounds, because they're going to fight the whole 12. That's what they do over in the division, man. They yeah. fight. That's right. All right. Nick, is that it with that's the it. NFL that's games? All, that's all I game. All right. All right. So that's it. So we have all the games out of the way. So now we can get into some more action here. Um, almost into an hour already, but we did do relax or react. That's something new that we're doing here at the Great Debate Show. React and relax. And um, good stuff. Uh, let's see. what it, Robert Robert Salah talked about him taking the receipts. Went through all the games. Uh, so now, I guess what we'll ask real quick now is, guys, after what we've seen so far, after five weeks of the NFL, there are some teams that looks like they could use, you know, a little help, a few more tools to add, you know, so they can be better. Uh, so I guess what I'm asking guys is what trades need to be made before the trade deadline in the NFL. And the trade deadline is November one on November 1st after week eight. So guys, if there's anything, one team, and again, we talked about a few Carolina players that could be available. Maybe you want to throw them in this, but like what team needs to make a trade to where they're going to be better than what they are now. They may be borderline missing the playoffs, but if they could add this position or this player, hint OBJ or somebody, well, that's not a that's a sign, and he's a free agent. I mean, just trades though. Who is it? Who do you got? Start with Terrence, and then Nick, you can let us know afterwards. You know, I, I think what what everybody wants me to say is for Baltimore to go and trade for a receiver, but <laughs> you know, my problem with saying that is that Baltimore has had so many chances to get receivers. You know, they could have gotten AJ Brown in the offseason for not a whole lot. Uh, Thank they you. could have they could have at least made a play for Julio and I just I just think that they are very um nonchalant to a fault when it comes to getting a receiver. So I'm not gonna mention them, but I am gonna say uh a, a trade that could definitely be made could be uh Christian McCaffrey to anybody because he's gonna instantly make somebody's offense that much better. You could send him out there to the Rams. 
Uh, I don't think they use acres enough, but he would give them, he would make them a lot more dynamic, and that's kind of what they need right now. Uh, you can also see a situation where Christian McCaffrey goes to to Jarvis's 49ers. I don't, I don't think they're in a play right now. They're kind of tight for money, but just, just put, just looking at their uh, realistically as far as him in the backfield. You know, you might have a situation where he's in the backfield with Depot. Good luck trying to stop that. So I think Christian McCaffrey uh, going anywhere right now will be uh, something to watch. And any team that makes that trade uh, could very much benefit from it right then or right there. Yeah. I, uh, I I agree with uh, with you almost uh, exactly, T. I would definitely agree with Christian McCaffrey getting traded. I would definitely agree with him getting traded to a team out west. I would definitely get tra- agree with him getting traded to a team in California. But the team he needs to go to is the Los Angeles Rams. Um, they need some more playmakers. Uh, obviously, it seems that, that uh, Matt Stafford likes to throw to a certain hue of people, um, as, we, <laughs> as we discussed <laughs> off the air. <laughs> and uh, so Christian McCaffrey can fit right in with that and, uh, and fill in a need where, um, you know, that's, that's not necessarily the hue of players they have at the running back position. And so, uh, Christian McCaffrey, that's all jokes, of course. I, I'm not actually insinuating to y'all that Matt Stafford is choosing who he throws the ball to based on this. It's a joke we have, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, seriously, the, the, the Los Angeles Rams definitely need some help, uh, both as a playmaker as well as offensive line. Uh, one thing that's very clear is that they, they missed Andrew Whitworth. Uh, I mean, you know, he was definitely an anchor on that team for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, so with with you know somebody to to help kind of shore up that that problem, um, as well as another playmaker come out of the backfield, that he could definitely be a big impact on the Los Angeles Rams. Well, as much as I hate to agree, um, I kind of agree with everything that you're saying, Nick, and you as well, Terrence. And um, I would love for it to be the 49ers because there's a good history between McCaffrey and the Shanahan's, as we all know, if you know your football background uh, or history, that is. With Niner football and, yeah, the McCaffreys, his dad playing, you know, for Kyle's dad. So this would be a very, very good moment and a good trade for the Niners because they keep losing running backs. Only thing is we're not aggressive when it comes to doing things like that unless we just have to. We hadn't done anything really big since Emmanuel Sanders when we made the trade for him in the 2019 season that did get us into the Super Bowl as we needed, and we needed him for that. But uh, I don't know. We're so good at this plug-and-play thing with the running backs when it comes down to Shanahan's system, we probably won't do it. But the Rams, Nick, you are so right, as much as I hate to agree, they're the team that has the guts, the balls, to pull the trigger on this. If they have any assets left or whatever, they will do it. They will, They don't give a damn about picks, and they've shown you that it's okay to not give a damn about picks because they have a Super Bowl to win to show for it. So the Rams is probably the team that would do it. They would pull the, the trigger. But I am with you guys. McCaffrey is definitely the guy who could be on the trade list. If Brian Burns is out there, yeah, somebody should go get him. We don't know how long we'll have both out. If we can't get McCaffrey, maybe we go for Brian Burns. But, again, we still find ways because we have so much death. We're probably not going to do a thing. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, the Rams definitely need to make a trade for somebody because they're they're hurting right now, O-line, and in the backfield. Well, they're not really hurting in the backfield. They're just not getting a lot of production, and that's basically because of the, the O-line. So I don't know if they make the trade or not, but they, that definitely sounds like a team that would do it. Um, if there is a team that needs to make a trade, well, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I would say that 
There's quite a few teams. Denver looks like they need a boost in in the offense somehow, some way. They have sustained that's, that's some injuries. That's another one they could trade for Christian McCaffrey. They definitely need a running back. They definitely do need a running back. Uh, they also had Patrick, a receiver that went down right before the season even started, and they're lo- they lost mm-hmm. a few more people, you know, on the wideout position as well. So they could make a they, – they could, you know, do this. I'm going to say this. Whatever happened with Kareem Hunt's situation in the Cleveland Browns, he's playing good football – but did he get paid? Did the Browns give him something so he could go ahead and report to camp and play? Because I hadn't heard a thing about it, but he's playing football. Did he ever get what he wanted or what? I'm only asking because, like, Kareem Hunt could be a good addition to somebody as well if the Browns would give give him up. And I don't think they would because, damn, right. they got a good thing going. But, I mean, this season is probably going nowhere. Watson's not coming back. Would somebody be calling for for Kareem Hunt also if if they were taking calls or or, or who? Yeah, I mean, that could definitely be a a good pickup for somebody, like the Chickens and Broncos uh, or the Rams, you know, somebody that's really looking for, um, you know, looking for a consistent presence in in the backfield. Uh, Broncos definitely could use them. And, yeah, I think that was part of what Kareem was was kind of saying when he was looking to get out is that, hey, he's not going to get the touches that he needs in order to, excuse me, really show himself as a feature back. And so, therefore, he's not going to get the money that he feels like he deserves. And obviously, you know, there's a short window on that for running backs. And so, he could very potentially, potentially get that. Right, right. Okay. Well, okay, so we pretty much talked about the trades then. Who could make a trade? We still got more time to do so. But, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for Christian McCaffrey. He definitely could be leaving. Or Brian, Brian Burns. Um, or who knows? Maybe one of those corners. The, the the Panthers have a little talent on that team, so we'll we'll see. It just depends on where they're going to go head coach-wise, and they may not be ready to break this thing up. Who knows, though? We will see. Uh, I guess the last thing I have to ask before we get out of here, guys, and we still got one more week because the NBA season tips off on next Tuesday, October 17th, but we've got to get out of here. The last question I'll ask, a report came out on Sunday morning that OBJ – is targeting a mid-November return. He has several teams um, looking at him and that he's talking to as well. He's already visited the Giants. That didn't get talked about as much as I thought it would. At least I didn't see it, but he did do it. Guys, what team should OBJ sign with? I mean, we know there's some teams that could use him. Green Bays, Terrence, it's okay to say you're Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Whoever, you know, like, who needs OBJ and where would he go? We've heard Buffalo. We've heard, like, oh, my God, like, I don't know why. Tampa Bay and Buffalo is on the list, but those teams are on the list. Hell, Denver could use him right now. I don't know where he thinks he should go. Or he could always return to Hollywood, even though I'm hearing that he doesn't even think that's the best spot for him right now as far as winning a championship. He got one with him. He may not be all they need to get another one, so. Well, guys, where is he going real quick before we get out of here? Nick, let you go, and then Terrence. Oh, uh, there's also a rumor, of course, that, or, or they, not a rumor, but the report that he visited uh, his old team, the New York Giants. That is a fun thought. Um, but the one I think I would most want to see, uh, and I think Terrence is going to like to hear this, is obviously with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think somebody as close of a playmaker as he is, uh, he and Lamar, I think, I think it fit really well together. They could kind of create that sort of Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill kind of chemistry where, you know, when things break down, they just kind of seem to have a, a rhythm for being able to find, you know, where, you know, the receiver being able to find where the quarterback needs him to be. Um, I, I could see them kind of developing something like that relatively quickly. 
um, just because they both kind of have that knack for, for being playmakers. And so, uh, you know, if that were to happen, that makes the Ravens pretty dangerous. Yeah, they should, they should, he should definitely take a look at Baltimore. I hope that happens, but what I would also like to see would be him going back and finishing, finishing his career with the Giants. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he still likes it over there and, and, and probably still likes the organization. But uh, to see him go back there and, and finish his career would be cool. But if not, you know, hey, man, we got a, we got a purple jersey with your name on it already. It's already uh, printed out. <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be nice to see OBJ finish his career with the Giants? They definitely are not the same Giant football team. They don't have the same people in the uh, front office anymore. So, hey, this could be a, a better time to go back. And we already think some of us here at the Great Debate Show think the Giants are for real. So that would be great. And, Nick, I did mention earlier that he visited the Giants, so I would love to see it. But, you know, you just you just kind of know that at some point, uh, well, I'm not going to say Green Bay's going to do it because they are paying Aaron Rodgers 50 per. So there's no guarantee they're going to go get him. But there's other teams that could use him. And I, I think that the Tennessee Titans is one team that should call for OBJ because their A.J. Brown replacement, uh, Trey Burks, is out. He's on a, a short-term IR for right now. He'll be out for at, at least the next four weeks. And it's just a, it's just a, a, a toe injury. So, anyway, uh, they could use OBJ. Uh, Tannehill not playing bad football. The Titans are starting to click here. They're getting on a roll. It wasn't an easy win yesterday, uh, Sunday uh, in Washington, but they got the win nonetheless. They could use him. Again, Green Bay could use him. Uh, it looks like Russell Wilson could use him. But – the team that actually – all these questions about is C.D. Lamb a number one receiver, well, we'll it wouldn't matter if you could go get OBJ. Uh, whether Dak or Cooper Rush is the quarterback, they lost a lot of talent on offense. This is the main team that should go get OBJ. Not saying that they'll do it, but um, Jerry Jones could actually pull this plug, and if he does that, man. And, and Cooper Rush is still the, the quarterback, and they're still running the football – and then they can, like, play action would be bananas once it's C.D. Lamb and OBJ on the outside or in the slot, however way they want to move OBJ around. Uh, you can look at some of the things that they did and, and take a few pages from that playbook on how you use them. But, man, the Cowboys will really, really be scary then because now the offense will be catching up with the defense. Uh, that's the main team I think still need them, and I'm not cheering for that to happen. I'm just saying um, – we know Baltimore's not going to do it. I mean, it would be great for no. Terrence. It would be good for the Ravens, but we know they're just not going to do that. It's just not no, the Ravens. Not. We, also know the Packers, no. we also know the Packers aren't going to do this. The Packers aren't going to do, do it either. It. No, they're not. They're not. You know, you, you know, you know what? I, I saw another stat that's uh, going to be pretty interesting. I'll, I'll leave you with this. You know, Aaron Rodgers in his career to this point has thrown 457 passing touchdowns, okay? Uh-huh. Ask me how many of those passing touchdowns he's thrown to a first-round wide receiver, a first-round no. draft pick. Oh man, a handful, a handful to none. Exactly one. One. It was wow. Mercedes Lewis yesterday. The yesterday, yeah, he got, he did catch a touchdown. Okay, so Mercedes Lewis was the first round pick. Okay, it was first round, apparently so. Yeah, okay, and that seems like that's been forever ago, but he's still pushing it uh, around the league uh, with these teams. Yeah, I did see that yesterday. Wow, that was the first one ever. Hey, nobody's ever doubted how great Aaron Rodgers is. A little bit more now, I just criticize him and critique his game because, man, I want more Super Bowls. I should see more. This, if you're the bad man that everybody says you are, that I used to say you are, 
no excuses. There should be more Super Bowl wins, more playoff, a better playoff record, and you should beat the team that you said will regret not drafting you for the next 15 years. Uh, being 4-0 against you, that ain't nothing to regret, Aaron. And so that's my only thing uh, with him. But that's all, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to touch basketball right now because we have run out of time. Due to time and restraints, we're already over an hour. We got to get out of here. Uh, it's been a good one. Nick and Terrence, is there anything quickly that, that y'all need to get out that we'll say before we uh, wrap up the show? Eagles going to be 6-0 after this week. <laughs> I just waited on I knew it was coming. Right. <laughs> of course. Team, uh, I, don't have, it, I don't have anything, Eagles guys. Eagles and the Rebels, both undefeated, man. I can't lose. That is hey, good. That yeah, is remarkable. I'm here for that. That is remarkable. They are ranked number nine now, I believe, in in in, in, yeah. in the nation. Second week in a row. That is good. Yeah, and and Alabama and I think Tennessee play this week, so you know they are in all likelihood. I've got in Tennessee. all likelihood if they have a business, they'll be moving up. So go Vols on this one. I'll be going Volunteers on this one for the upset. Can't wait to see what the line is on that. Uh, the money line on that one is. But ladies and gentlemen, that is it. It's been a good one. So much football. Week five is a wrap in the NFL. And week six comes your way on Thursday night. Football prime video. Uh, Nick, would you happen to know who it is? I don't. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll talk about Thursday it. Thursday night game is the Commanders oh, Lord, and Lord. the – and who? I said, oh, Lord. Yeah, it's the Commanders and, and the Bears. Yeah, it's, it's not. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Not one looking, worth looking forward to. Okay. That's why we didn't mention it. Bears and yeah. Commanders. Yeah, another. Looks like there's going to be another bad Thursday night game. We didn't even talk that, about that. Last. Yeah. I'm, I'm rolling with the Bears. The Commanders are having problems where the coach is calling out the quarterback. Give me the Bears. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> he called that out Wentz? Really? Dang. Yeah, I, yeah I, I they, they, they asked Ron Rivera in the uh, in the post game interview. They said, you know, you see the you know the other teams in the division uh, seem to be you know playing well. You know, they're all four and one and five and zero. Oh. You know, with their with their with their what they got going on. What do you think the difference is between them and you? And Ron Rivera said, quarterback. Damn. <laughs> like, and then he went on to kind of explain. He's like, you know, we I mean we brought Carson in because we believe in him and blah blah blah. But you know those those things have, have put the things around the quarterback and this that, and the third. And, I mean, he, he was pretty straightforward with it. Carson Wentz got to play better. I mean, that's what it is. And I don't blame Ron Rivera for being straightforward with it. He's going to lose his damn job because of this. But then again, that's some of his fault. I mean, if he had anything to do with bringing in Carson Wentz, I don't know how he didn't know what I knew. And I know that Carson Wentz is hot dumpster juice. Like, and it's been that way for quite some time. Since that injury, late in the 2017 season, and they went on and won the Super Bowl without him, but that but he was playing lights out. He's never been that same Carson Wentz again. It's it's over with for him. And I told you that, Nick, and you said that you actually thought that he would be all right. He's not. And I told people in the beginning, why are they not going with Heineke? He's not bad. And, look, I'm telling you right now, if anybody's ever played the Commanders on Madden, which I know it's crazy to wonder why would anybody pick the Commanders on Madden, but they're not bad with the running game, Gibson, and the guy that got shot and all that stuff. They're good. Brian, whatever his name is. Look, what I'm trying to say is teams take Carson Wentz out to put Heineke in, and they throw for over 300 yards once they make the, the substitution. I know that's just Madden, but I'm telling you, it's kind of like that in reality. Wentz is bad. And tell, tell me what you want about his injury, and he hasn't been the same since it. 
but like he never had a problem with his brain. I, I don't I don't remember him ever getting his brain injured. Everything that he does sometimes is between the ears. You know, just bad bad decisions. Uh, just when you think he's back, he does something bad bad bad. So yeah, I don't mind. I don't blame him calling him out. Rivera's gonna lose his damn job for this. Uh, it's over yep. for the Commanders. That this this season is already done. And yes, Wentz is terrible. Told you that, Nick. He's terrible. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I've I've gotten off the Wentz train. I've obviously we've done a fine job replacing him. So whatever. Uh, I tried to try to keep for him. Hope that he would be able to revive his career to some extent. He hasn't. Sounds like a him problem. Yeah, I mean, look at look at how everybody's doing well since he's gone. I mean, Philly got better when they got rid of him. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're better without him. Uh, Doug Peterson, he finally got the hell away from him, got another job somewhere else. Look at him and Trevor Lawrence. They're doing all right. They're going to be all right. He's the problem. Let's get him out of the league, you know? And and and, 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 if, and if Trey Lance doesn't prove to be good, which I hope he does, let's stop looking at North Dakota State in that program for whatever reason that we're looking at it for. Carson Wentz is not a damn good example. But ladies and gentlemen, that's neither here nor there. We've had a great show. Again, the Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Download and subscribe. Thank you for listening to us and joining us. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're with us, and we appreciate that. It's been an hour and 13. That's all we've got. We've got one more episode that we can do, possibly two more, before we talk about the start of the NBA season. So much with Brooklyn. How good are the Lakers going to be? Are the Warriors ready to repeat? Oh, my God. How could we fin- – I'm sorry, we're not done just yet. How could we end the show without talking about Draymond Green and the punch? Yeah. We forgot. Real quick, guys, your take on that, that whole ordeal. This happened to Steve Kerr before. Now he's the head coach of somebody that does it on his team. There's been no suspension, no team discipline that I know of. What, what should have happened? What's going to happen? With these guys beefing and the season is, is about to get underway. Oh, that's I a good one. I, go ahead, John. Go ahead, Nick. No, 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 no. It's okay. I, I think that they will be able to play together this year. I don't think Draymond Green will be back with the team after this year. Um, And, and I think at that point it will probably have less to do the, – the this incident will be just a part of why he'll, he won't be a part of the team. Um, but it certainly is not a part that's that's helpful for him. But like I said, if he is particularly if he's still locked in on trying to get the biggest contract he can get, and you know if somebody out there is willing to give it to him, if he has a, a better season this year for whatever reason, um, then you know that that may be a situation for him where where that you know pushes him on out, um, or maybe it you know remains a contentious thing you know among him and, and Jordan Poole or you know anybody else on the team that maybe is growing weary of of kind of how Draymond operates. Um, then, you know, any combination of those things could, could spell the end of Draymond in, in Golden State. Um, and so my prediction would be that this would be his last year with Golden State, but certainly not Jordan Poole, who I think they're looking to to kind of, you know, slowly start turning the keys over to in the future. Uh, you know, maybe a Steph decline, uh, which he hasn't shown any signs of it to this point. But, uh, you know, three, four, five years from now, you know, that, that, you could see that switch kind of turning, so to speak. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. I think Draymond knows that, and Draymond was whatever the spat was. I think that just kind of exasperated the issue, and and I think that's why the the, the frustration was so high. Uh, but I just got to say this, and listen, the punch is what it is. It shouldn't have happened. 
Uh, but that happens. That stuff, that type of stuff happens all the time. I'm sure. What really should have happened is that dog on video should have should have never left Golden State. Yeah. How did that happen? Now, how how it got to TMZ, guys? I just got to say this. Not only is Draymond not going to be there after this year, Draymond might not even finish the season in Golden State. That is a smear campaign. Yeah, that's that what it sounds like. On, that's what it sounds like. That to depends you. on how much faith they have in his replacement. Because yeah. they think they can go win another title this year. And so they are trying to they are they are caught in a rough spot. And it's going to depend on the early development of Wiseman, the early development of Kaminga. If those mm-hmm. guys show any kind of promise, look for Draymond to be on the trade market if, pretty soon. Right. If if they, if they think that they can they can match Draymond's production out of them, out of the combination of those two, then you might be on to something. But I, I think they think they, they need him for one more year to try to get this thing done. And I and I think that'll be that on, on Draymond and Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, but I think I think that's that's what part of the frustration was. But for that video to get out, man, that had to come from the top. That that is that is interesting that they got out, and, I, and I'm wondering who is the most motivated to get it out there. Uh, I think Kevin. That, I think Kevin Durant uh, somehow got his hands on it and put it out there, and he, <laughs> uh, his people. And I think <laughs> I think Kevin Durant is trying to get back to Golden State. And hey, hey, coach, look, Steve, just an even swap. Uh, well, I know it's not an even swap, but whatever you can do, send it to Brooklyn, and I'm back, and, and get me back over there. That could that possibly happen? Or uh, Wiseman is gonna be good, I think. I think he'll be fine. Uh, I would like to see him fit in with what they do, but the replacement is probably already there. But just to make you know, to throw in some nostalgia, add some nostalgia to this, Terrence, I would say, hey, Brooklyn, KD for Draymond, let's do it. <laughs> he gets to play with the team again, and that's let's be real. Draymond's the only reason why he left in the first damn place. And, so, and, and they had they also had a blow up, even though it was during the regular season and yeah. fast break. But they had a blow up because of the same situation. That's true. Uh, Draymond Draymond very well knew that if Kevin Durant stayed, that Draymond wouldn't be there. Right. Hey, I'll say this, man. Draymond Green, I saw that punch, and um, look, I didn't like what I saw at all. I know these things happen, but. All the thing I can say is, um, he, he was didn't, out of pocket for that one. He didn't have that, huh? He, he was out of pocket for that one. I thought he was too. I did too. He uh, was out of pocket. Uh, for Poole, that Poole wasn't asking for any smoke. He didn't look like he was looking for any. And you know, by the time he took the punch, everybody was there. So I don't even know how Poole could have really defended himself as it, it, everybody just kind of piled in then. But the, the main thing I want to say is that that energy that I saw from Draymond, yeah, he did seem pretty hot, but. I didn't see that same energy when him and Tristan Thompson was going at it. You know, you know, he's always different when he thinks he can get the best of you, but when he can't, you know, that talking, he's kind of talking and walking at the same time. He went to that, and he sparked that up, and he didn't have to do that, but he never done that with Tristan. And they had some – I definitely yeah. I definitely would say I think the fact that, they're, that he and Jordan Poole are probably competing for the same money it's probably part of the frustration that Draymond Absolutely. let out in that point. That's Absolutely. what I'm hearing. That is what I'm hearing. And apparently, and apparently Poole was kind of rubbing it in a little bit. But Poole is playing his ass off, and Draymond was terrible in the finals, offensively. And he's 10 years younger. And he's 10, wow, 10 years younger. I know he was younger, but, man, we're talking a whole decade younger. That man. might be a stretch, but he's, he's a good bit younger. Okay. It might be more. Either way, it, it, probably so. But either or, he was terrible in the finals. Poole wasn't. So, yeah, uh, look, I just think at some point, and we've seen Draymond's, I mean, we've seen Steve Kerr say, we've, if we can read lips, we know what Steve Kerr said a few years ago. 
I'm sick of Draymond's ish. We, we, we saw that coming out of his mouth. Yes, he tried to, you know, put some sugar on it and all that, but we know what that is, just like we saw Jimmy Garoppolo saying Shanahan played suck. And Shanahan kind of started to rip it open a little bit on Sunday. Uh, so, look. Nine years. Not a good look. Nine years, almost ten then. Nine years old, yeah. Wow. Poole is nine years younger than Draymond Green, and he's about to take his so money. there you go. He's about to take his contract. You know what? You guys may be right. Very well, maybe T. Draymond may not be a warrior this full season. You're right. May, maybe not. And look, it, it, it's all about what can you do for me. The moment Antonio Brown lost a step, or if you thought he did, it's like, hey man, you, you it's over with. You're gone. But it's good as long as you're good. It's like, hey, look, I know To is kind of you know causing some splitting the locker room up. But man, this guy makes plays. Man, he just had three freaking touchdowns today. I mean, how, how do you change that production if you can't replace that production? And it is what it is. I think yeah, as bad as Draymond. AB, AB, I agree even, even, even losing a step. A.B. just went and lost this shit. It, yeah, you know, no that's true. Yeah. Nobody's bringing him in. Not anymore, no. But for the most part, it's like, we'll take your shit as long as we, as long as we can, as long as you're good. Draymond, he's not worth the trouble as much anymore. He was terrible offensively in the finals. Uh, I know what he brings to the table, the energy, the attitude, but they'll be fine without that. I think Draymond would actually – uh, be a good fit in Memphis for the Grizzlies, but I'm not sure where he would get traded to if they trade him. Draymond and I'm not a fan of him anywhere, but with his homeboy LeBron. Yeah, that's exactly that where he want to go. That is his best friend in the world. Are they really? That's, are they really friends? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Hey, friends, they, they are extremely close. Yes. You know what? You are right. That is that's what saved Draymond's ass in the club that night. Tristan was about to get on his ass again after the finals. And, uh, yeah, if it wasn't for LeBron, it was over with for Draymond. <laughs> That's exactly right. They are friends. Uh, again, yeah, I just didn't respect him because, like, I see what he does. He didn't have the same energy with, with uh, Tristan Thompson. He has that energy with people that he knows are, are, are weak men. You know, you saw how he did with KD. He knew KD didn't want him to smoke. You know, that's just how he is. So, you know, hey, but Draymond, again, I don't think he is worth the trouble anymore. Terrence, you could be dead on. He could get traded here, and he could get traded pretty soon. He is a good fit in Memphis with the Grizzlies, but uh, Draymond, you, you better be about that life, though, when you come to Memphis. I got to tell you that now. Uh, better be about that life. You tried it with some of these guys for the Grizzlies. They've been they've been in Memphis a little longer than they should be maybe. I don't know. They're going to probably smack you back. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's all I've got for the Great Debate Show. We wanted to bring that up, uh, and, and it slipped my mind. I didn't have it in my notes uh, here, but we had talked about that, though, before, uh, Nick. You were like, we got to talk about that, and I almost forgot, but we did. So, uh, we will talk more about the NBA and what these teams can do, what they will be, what we think they will be. Uh, so many questions for some of those teams in the bottom part of the West. You know, like, who's going to step up? New Orleans. Uh, what's what's in store? What are we going to get from uh, Utah now that they traded pretty much everybody away? Uh, how is Cleveland going to be with Donovan Mitchell? Is he really a superstar or not? We're going to find out. Just so much to talk about. NBA season is almost underway. And um, the Clippers, can't wait to see what the Clippers are about. Nobody's talking about that John Wall move, really. But Oh, I'm talking about it. It's something, it's, it is something to look out for. C.J. McCollum is in New Orleans. That was a hell of a trade that they made late last season. Now with... Zion coming back, hey, he's a leader. We'll see what they do. Um, 
it's so much to talk about. NBA season is upon us, and uh, we can't wait for it. But uh, week five is a wrap in the NFL. Week six is getting out to another bad start, as we talked about with the Bears and the Commanders for Thursday night football. Uh, we will be back after that game, uh, and we will talk about it, if there's anything we're talking about, and preview week six and the 2022-2023 NBA season. That's all I've got, ladies and gentlemen. We're but we're finally going to get out of here. I mean it this time. Y'all have a great Tuesday, and uh, be safe out there. We'll be back. Peace out, guys. Get over.